David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have another great episode for you today. I'm really excited for today's guest, a really interesting guy by the looks of it. I did have a nice trip this week. I wanted to let everybody know a nice road trip went down to Arizona. You might know what that means, of course. Jerry is back with us. It's nice to take a trip down to some of those familiar highways, and it's even nicer that... You know, when I used to do those trips into the Southwest with my family when I was young, I'd always be left in the hotel while they ran vacation errands, and it's nice not to have to go through that. But we do have Jerry back. I'm very excited. We'll talk a little bit about that later. One quick note of housekeeping here. Also, I'm hoping that the audio isn't an issue like it was last week. We're hoping we resolved that problem and everything should be sounding right this week. One note of housekeeping, though. I'm a big fan of the show hosted by somebody named Harrison Young. It's called Topic Time with Harrison Young. It ran on cable TV for about 10 years, and for the last few years, I've been watching it on YouTube. It's a great show. You can find Topic Time and Harrison Young on Facebook and YouTube, and I'd really like to be a guest on that show. So if anybody is able to reach out and maybe send him a message on Facebook, leave a comment on his YouTube, that's Topic Time with Harrison Young to get his audience maybe involved, and I think we'd have a good conversation, a bit of a broadcasting veteran. One last thing before we start the show, color of the day. Today's color of the day, royal blue. Royal blue actually comes from a late 1700s competition where people were to make a dress for Queen Charlotte. The winner was a shade of blue that would go on to be called royal blue. The shade has actually gone through many changes over time, before the 1950s, royal blue was considered to be much darker. Today's color of the day, royal blue. One more thing before we start the show. Today's sponsor of the show, Sting Energy Drink. Rev up your day with Sting Energy Drink, a sensation straight from the heart of Qatar and the Middle East. Embrace the power of Sting, your ultimate source of vigor and zeal. Crafted with boundless passion, it's the elixir that fuels your ambitions and ignites your drive. From Doha's vibrant streets to the world stage, Sting embodies our unwavering spirit. Dive into flavors that awaken your senses and energize your endeavors. Please note, it is not advisable to drink it more than once a day. Side effects of it are due to high caffeine levels and high sugar content, as well as other chemical substances added. Thank you, Sting Energy Drink, for sponsoring today's episode. We have a great guest today, and we're going to get right into him. I'm very excited. He's a stand-up comedian who has performed all over the country, from Jacksonville, Florida, to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to Santa Clarita, California, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and everywhere in between. Creator of The Socks and Undies Show, today's guest tours the country collecting money and necessities for local shelters in the area he's performing. From 2018 through 2022, he recovered donations for 232 shelters. He performs what he calls guerrilla comedy, an impromptu stand-up comedy performance. An interesting guest, please welcome to the show, Elvis Ali. Welcome to the show, Elvis. Hey. Thanks so much for coming on. I gotta Thank say, you. you don't look like the pictures and not what I imagined, but that's great. It's great to have you. 232 different shelters all around the country, is that correct? Yeah, that and if correct. you go yeah, to your website, you can see a large map that talks about all about it. And you've been to probably almost every state at this point. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, but Alaska and Hawaii. But Alaska and Hawaii. Are you ready? Are you going to make that drive to Alaska one of these days? And of course, Hawaii, not the Alaska. best. I guess right now they might need you more than ever. It might be a good time to kind of add that to your list. Out of all the states that you've visited, what do you think of the top seven states? I would have to say uh, West Virginia, Georgia, uh, Michigan, California, and uh, Montana, Oregon. Is that seven? That's seven. I believe that was six, but that's fine. No problem at all. That's interesting. I love Oregon. I'm actually a big fan of Portland. We talked a little about that on last week's episode, though. I don't need to revisit that. Interesting stuff. I saw, yeah. So you have a sta- you do stand-up comedy all around, and you that's not all you do, though. You also do a different form of comedy that we found on your website there. You do scam phone calls occasionally, some prank phone calls. We love a good prank on this show. In fact, we did one ourselves this week. I think we're going to play ours, and then I wanted to share a little bit of one of yours there. But friend of the show, Dan McCullough, had a bad experience this week at a gas station. We don't want to get too much into the details. Let's just say... The pizza was not very good, if you catch my drift. But I suggested to get back at them, we give them a classic David Collins phone scam. So Dan went right on that. Let's take a little listen. Hello? Thank you for calling This is Tyler. Can I help you? Hello? Yeah, uh, my name is Billy Butternutter. Okay. And I'm the best gas pumper in town. <laughs> I can pump, draw, suck... Inject, expel, withdraw, milk, or drain anything. All right, man. Well, if you want to come in and pick up an application. Today? Yeah, today is fine. I'll be here till about 6. I'm sorry. I can't make it in today. I'm a bit under the weather. Okay. Well, I'll be here by 8 tomorrow if you want to 8 a.m.? I need my beauty sleep. This is this job is giving me a lot of stress. Good. Thank you for calling Comigo. This is Tyler. Can I help Hello, you? Hello, this is Billy Butternutter. I believe we were disconnected. Come on, man. We're busy over here. I told you if you're serious, come in and anytime and pick up an application. Wait, I just have one quick question about the job. Okay. Are your gas pumps running? Yes. Well, you better go catch them. All right, man. Fuck you. <laughs> well, great job with that phone scam, Dan. It's always fun to get them back if you get bad service. Tell us about your phone scams. So you do some phone scams also. Oh, yeah. I've called like uh, storage places uh, asking to put some uh, body bags in there. And wow, just a lot of strange stuff. That sounds a little more edgy than what I might be used to there. We have one we wanted to take a little list, a little little tease of one of his phone scams. This is a fun idea where you actually do it with a couple of people, which is an interesting original concept. Two people doing the same phone scam at once. But this clip is you calling into a Chuck E. Cheese asking if you could do a bachelor party there. A little edgy. Let's take a little listen. We can't bring a stripper in there, can we? Sir, that's a family restaurant in Elsa. Oh, darn it. How about if we go after hours? <laughs> is there an age limit? Is there an age limit? Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. You were talking. Well, I'm waiting for her to go ahead. I don't think Chuck E. Cheese would be the perfect place for your bachelor. Uh, he wants Chuck E. Cheese. He's weird. He has, like, alcohol served in there. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> Beer and wine. Uh, do, do you have the little little, little, little Chucky guy running around? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yes. I can give Ma'am? you the direct number to the restaurant. Okay, you, hold on. Let me, ah. Are you ready for the number? I got it. I got it. Zero three five one. Okay. All right, thank uh, you very much. I have a magic for day. Oh, you, uh, 
<laughs> and it's great. I love a little production value added with a good phone scam. That's a lot of fun. Who are you doing those with? Oh, that's a high school friend of mine named Brad Lorenzen. He's awesome. That's a lot of fun. Does he also do stand-up comedy? He does not. He does some music stuff. And, that's uh, interesting. So he just sticks it. But his best form of comedy is just the prank phone call. That's interesting. You don't need too many people like that. No, he's he's a very funny guy. I just have grew up with funny people. Do you have a preference? Have you what got you into stand, scam phone calls? Is that something you did before you started stand up? Yes, those were actually all recorded before, uh, just for wow. fun, man. We would just call up places and just to just to goof off, and I just wanted to record it for my friend. Right. Well, that is interesting. That's fun to hear. We do play games on this show, of course. If you didn't know that, that sound means it's time for our first game. Our first game today is just for you, and we're going to talk a little about this later because, of course, you're going around to all those shelters. But our first game here is a new game called Homeless or Politician. So we're going to listen to a clip, and by the sound of that clip, you're going to have to be determined, is that a politician that we're listening to or a homeless person? Elvis, are you ready to play Homeless yes. or Politician? Yes, please. That's perfect. Well, we'll jump into round one here with our first clip. They were uh, children that were already there in a relationship when I started it. And so I just, you know, took to them and I never treated them any different from my own children. You know, I gave them guidance, protection, love, you know. I was, you know, a father, you know, and I took my job seriously. All right, Elvis, what do you think that might be? Is that a homeless person or is that a politician? It's a little tough. You don't know if he's running for office there. What do you think? Take me through your thought it process. It sounds like a politician in a interrogation room about to be arrested. It could be. Let's take a look. No, unfortunately, that was not. That was a homeless man named Derek being interviewed by the YouTube channel Soft White Underbelly. That was Derek, though. Well, I hope he's doing well. That's nice if you have nothing and you're still trying to raise other people's children. An interesting story there. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't we go ahead and jump into round two? Let's do it. Stand back over there. What are you guys doing? We're stopping cars. For what? For I don't know why we're stopping him, but he was the one that I just got here, okay? You guys are, you guys are emptying his car out on the road. Okay. What the hell are you guys up to? Just go stand back over there. Don't you guys, you just, don't you guys have something better to do like go stack, Go stand back over there. Well, that gets a little tricky there. That sounds like a police officer dealing with somebody. Do you think that police officer was dealing with a homeless person or a politician? I believe it's an entitled politician. That's right. That was a politician. That was former mayor of Niswa, Minnesota, Fred Heidman. He was being arrested Fred. for interfering with a traffic stop. You got to be careful when you're interfering with a traffic stop. I feel like I say that a lot. You know, you never want to interfere with traffic stops here. Do you like this game? Love it. Let's it's an it interesting going. game. We'll try one more round here. Round three of homeless or politician. <laughs> okay. I'm a nobody. You understand? And you can't kill a person with no body. So why am I afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of the boogeyman. <laughs> Who's the boogeyman? You figure it out. I'm getting out of here. I'm going back to Waterloo where the vampires hang out. Wow. You have to wonder. You know, I certainly hope it's one of the other there. But what do you think that might be? A homeless man or a politician? Uh, as much as I want to say politician, uh, that's got to be a homeless guy. Yeah. That's right. That's great. Two out of three. That's a great start to the games there. That was a self-described nobody named Steven Spiros. 
presumed to be that. homeless. Nobody's ever identified exactly, but presumed homeless. That was homeless or politician. Now, Elvis, you, I do see Elvis Ali there. That's good to see, and it clears up a little bit. But I also saw on some sources you go by Elvis Mujic. Yeah, well, ask... you know, after all the after all the allegations, I've had to I've had to change my last name. Is that right? Is that a maiden name or something? Because I've thought about, you know, of course, <laughs> David Collins. I've considered, but I could always go with David Banhauer, which is my mom's maiden name. So it's always it's always curious what name you kind of choose to go with. Did you change that recently? Yeah, recently somebody said I was. Uh... I didn't know how, what age she was. I, I, I was a nursing home. How how was I supposed to know she had dementia? And uh, I had a bit of a legal issue, and I didn't want to continue with the movie. I'm just kidding, man. This is my, my my last name is hard to say, so Ali is a lot easier. I see that makes a lot of sense there. That's interesting. Have you ever? That's you know that brings up an interesting subject though. It's not exactly an ask a K rocker, and I think we're going to lose that segment today anyway. But have you ever, have you ever, you know, you're touring, you're doing nursing homes, you're doing shelters, you're doing as much as good as you can. Are you doing a little extra good in those nursing homes, if you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, you have no idea. Those ladies are in heat. Some you know, that, that, is a, that is a stereotype of nursing homes there. I wanted to ask you, you, so you started going in a van. It's pretty outrageous. If you think about it there, you say, I'm going to get in a van, I'm going to go to a location, I'm going to do stand-up comedy for socks as entry. What were the origins of that? Did you get that idea from somebody else? You know, I came up with that idea in West Virginia at a at a, a place that does a bunch of charity stuff, and me and the the bartender that owned that venue, and yeah, it just sort of spring spring out of from there, for, just from another owner of a business. That's great. And he said, you know, you could host a comedy show here. And yeah, I said, I'm going to take this on the road. Yeah, she does a bunch of like stuff for the community, and this is a. I, I, I kind of came up with the idea, but I don't think I would have come up with it if she wasn't there. Right. And it's like not a bad idea. And do you get a lot of people at the, some of the videos that you post? It sounds like you're always getting people and you're not afraid to perform in front of two or three people. Or sometimes you get a very large audience. Is it, Do you get a large variety at these shows? Yeah. You know, man, and I'd have to wonder, do variety. they get a little rambunctious, too, given the people that it's catering to? Yeah, I think, yeah, anytime you perform at a place that has alcohol and doesn't usually have comedy, there's going to be some crazy people there, yeah. Right, certainly a rowdy bar show there. I read a couple articles that include you, and that's interesting that you had, uh, you get a lot of press in some of these cities that you join. I think one of them that I read was actually from Jacksonville, Florida. Given it's Florida, you think they have so much to write about, it's tough to get in the news. That's great that they are writing about you. What do you think is your proudest moment when you're going through these cities? In the last two years of going through it, four years, in fact, that's a long time. What was your proudest moment? My prou uh, proudest, proudest moment, moment, I think, would be interviewing Greta Thunberg in 2018. We've talked about that oh, really? on the show before. Yeah, we were actually one of the first people in 2018 to get her at KMKF, a live interview. We talked to her right before that New York Times article came out. Is she out like four years about, old? She was 15 at the time. Fascinating <laughs> stuff. What, is, what did you say your proudest moment is? Uh, dude, I do. I love performing at the shelters. That that's uh, it's just the best. I love that, and especially when there's families and you see them cheer up a little bit. It's it's always wonderful. That's right. My, that's my favorite. Well, that's great. Do you have an example? You mentioned Georgia very quickly. On that thought, there, what had Georgia on your mind? A lot of poor people in Georgia. Uh, yeah, performing at like uh, Salvation Army family shelters. A uh, little girl raised her hand and she said a little prayer and. Her prayer went like this. She said, Lord, will you please just shut this guy up, Lord? Why is he here? <laughs> Nobody asked him to be here. 
Right. And that's why you're calling them guerrilla comedy. Tell me a little about your thought process there. Is that just something you came up with, given the nature of what you were trying to do in these impromptu comedy shows? Does that kind of feed into how do you describe your style of comedy? Yeah, that's separate from uh, like book shows and stuff. That's just what I do uh, when I have nothing scheduled, just to kind of keep practicing and make a little extra money. Yeah, I walk in, I ask everybody, I get everybody's permission, management, owners, patrons, plug in an amp and uh, see how it goes. Wow, that's interesting. What an easy setup. So you just bring an amp and a microphone and you're able to go right away. That's right. Yeah. Well, I like to ask this to everybody. For you, it must not be too difficult because I imagine you're going all around the country. You're seeing so many different things. But how do you, especially you, all the people that you meet, how do you come up with your material? I come up with the, just doing a ton of stand-up, but then slowly molding jokes, uh, but mostly uh, on stage, and then the idea might come off off stage, but just kind of right. So you're doing some, you're actually doing a lot of your writing live on the stage. Uh, yes, essentially, but also off stage. I, I write off stage, you know, try to, you know, kind of craft stuff both off and on stage. Of course. So you're writing all this material. You're doing show. How many shows do you think you do in a week when you're doing those tours? Oh, man, you must be going uh, it, city it to be... city to city. Sometimes you stay in a city overnight or you just right on to the next one. Yeah, it can be exactly like that. Either overnight or right on to the next one. Not a lot of sleep. Um, That's something so. else. Your email must be out of control there. When it's all up and running. Yeah, it, it can get to be a lot to manage, but it's possible. You can so what are you it. working on these organized. days here? Are you doing a TikTok? Or are you doing anything on social media? I just saw you sounded like you were counting through 2022. Are you getting back on the road anytime? Do you have any plans to continue that? I am on the road doing the gorilla stuff, uh, but mostly editing all that stuff I recorded during those uh, shelter shows and uh, socks and undies things. Uh, I just couldn't edit and perform. So I had to just kind of right. focus on editing and then doing the gorilla stuff. Now, as a stand-up comedian, you're doing, you're doing stand-up comedy and you have all this footage then if you're, if you're recording some of these, that would be the most interesting stand-up special. I can't imagine anybody's done that before. Are you thinking about making it into a documentary or maybe a stand-up special? And so many people are just putting it on YouTube these days. Do you, have, you, have you thought about that at all, of making, making some sort of product out of all that footage? Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I've, I do have TikTok. It's the same as my uh, website, elviscomedy.com. That's right. the TikTok uh, handle. So yeah, just content for all those uh, platforms. Exactly. And everything is elviscomedy.com there. Did you have anything else to plug? Yeah, every, uh, Instagram is Elvis Comedy, just Elvis Comedy. Uh, Twitter, Elvis Comedy. And the, then the TikTok just got into it. I'm a TikTok guy. Gave up the China. Elviscomedy.com on TikTok. And that sound means it's time for our second game. We have another fun game for you today. And as our second game, of course, your name's Elvis. Sometimes we do a segment called People with the Same Name. But I thought that might be a little too on the nose. So today we have a fun game called Can You Find the Fake Elvis? So we have a few rounds to choose from here. But you're gonna, we're going to go through some song lyrics of people that are singer-songwriters. And it might be from the Elvis, or it might just be from other singer-songwriters named Elvis. Are you ready to play? Can you find the fake Elvis? Let's do it. Let's find these frauds. Perfect. Let's jump into round one. I have pages left. This is not the end. I'm all by myself. All I have is me. Is that Elvis? Or is that a fake Elvis out there? Oh, that's too selfish to be Elvis. That's right. That was Elvis JSS and his song Broken Pictures. Get out of here, JSS. It must be tough to keep that name. Have you considered changing your name? 
<laughs> I have, actually. Yeah, but it's my real name. What am I going to do? Right. What can you do there? Let's look at round two. Now, this is one thing, baby, that I want you to know. Come on back and let's play a little house. And we can act like we did before. Is that Elvis? Or is that another Elvis? Oh, that's sweet. Uh, I'll say that's Elvis. That's great. Two for two. You're doing so well on these games. You're doing probably the best that we've seen in a while on these games. Let's see if we can keep it going. Jump into round three here of can you find the fake Elvis? I know that I have nothing if you should go away. But to know that you love me brings fame and fortune my way. Elvis? Or is that a say, fake Elvis? I'm going to say that's the real Elvis. Nice little lovely song. That's great. It was a little tricky there, putting him back to back, but you nailed it. That was Elvis, fame, and fortune. Elvis, fame, and fortune. We have one more round here. Why don't we take a look here? Maybe it'll be three Elvises. Round four. Are you better off without me? Do I ever cross your mind at all? Do you ever wish that we could be together before that we go down this rabbit hole? Elvis or fake Elvis? Eh, fake Elvis. Another one there. Maybe that's a little too close to home. I'm sure you know all the Elvises. We've had another person in here. We went over people with the same name, and he was actually in a Facebook group with everybody that had the same name as him. Are you in a Facebook group of Elvises? <laughs> no, I should. If I was, I'd, I'd be too competitive. I can't. There think. must be one out there. It must be a competitive one. You're right. Yes, yes. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. And that sound means it's time for David Collins call-ins and emails. We got a couple emails here, no voicemails that I wanted to go over, but we did get one email from Clorm S. Clorm S emailed this week, please stop interrupting your guests. I couldn't listen to your podcast because you repeatedly interrupt your guests. You don't let them finish their thoughts. Try listening to your podcasts and note how often you cut off guests. Well, I'm very sorry that you felt that way, Clorm. I certainly don't mean that to be the intent. Sometimes we are trying to get to a new segment and somebody has to drive the ship, but I do apologize if you got that impression. Elvis, have you gotten that impression? I certainly wouldn't want to be rude in any way. We've even had a sign on when I worked at the radio. I've been doing radio since I was 18 and at the station there was a sign because everybody's wearing headphones and it's difficult. It says, please do not talk over each other. There's a sign in the studio there. I'm thinking about bringing that in here myself, but of course yeah, you wouldn't want to be interrupting your guests. What do you think about that? Something to consider, dude. You'll get better as you get along. You know, just just keep doing your thing, and and the show will slowly form and on itself. But yeah, take every criticism into you know consideration and move forward. Well, that's good, Corm. We hear you. We got another email that we got in here. Um, it, I'll just read it here. It's pretty exciting. Is Jerry related? Oh. Hey, David. Something rather unexpected unexpected happened to me yesterday during my shift at Footprint Stadium. So there I was, manning the concession stand during the Mercury game. As I was handing a hot dog to a customer, my gaze fell on a figure in the crowd that caught my attention. Jerry. You know, the one you've been t discussing recently? I couldn't believe my eyes. I decided to act on impulse and approached him. Heart pounding, I went up to him and said, Excuse me, are you Jerry? I know it sounds a bit strange, but I just had to ask. It was like the piece of a puzzle falling into place. I couldn't believe that I was standing right in front of the infamous Jerry. He didn't go into details, but he seemed quite relaxed about the whole situation. It was almost surreal, standing there at the concessions, discussing the gas cap criminal with the man himself. After our conversation, 
he went back to enjoying the game as if nothing had happened. I couldn't wait to share this with you, David. It felt like something out of a detective story. Sid. Well, thanks so much for finding him, Sid. That was Sid from Arizona. I appreciate it. As soon as I got that email, I made a, I made a dart over to Footprint Stadium there and was able to pick up Jerry just a couple of days ago. So that's great. Thank you so much for that email, Sid. Did you get your gas cap back? We got the gas cap back a long time ago, and oh, that's what I think God. kind of stirred it up. It was Jennifer from Youngstown, Ohio, that was able to solve that riddle, and we got her her prize at the time. But after that, it, 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 it's a long story, but he can't help but continue to harass the show. He's a crazy person. And that sound means it's time for my favorite segment, World News with David Collins. And we have some fun stories that I wanted to go over today. But Elvis, I'd like to ask anybody who's on the show, when you think of world news, what do you think about this week? Oh, you know, there's a big story out of Pakistan. Uh, the prime minister has been jailed. A bit of a politically motivated situation could be related to uh, America. Maybe they forced them to do it. That's fascinating. You know, most people don't have very much to say, and that's very worldly. Do you read Pakistani news? Yeah, it's a big deal, man. It's just not being covered here. The former prime minister is uh, is in jail and over some Trump Uh-oh. up charges. Uh-oh. You know, we hear that a lot over here. Fun story. I was reading about Yellowstone. We had talked about Joshua Tree and Death Valley recently and how tourism is still picking up even though maybe it's just a cheap place to go, but it seemed that the heat wave was kind of deterring people, I guess not in Yellowstone, the same way. So far, by the end of July 31st and 2023, Yellowstone has seen 2,463,202 recreation visits. That's up 33% from the same time in 2022. Have you gone any, are you, are you excited to get back out there? It seems that vacations and tourism in areas are really up. Yeah, performing uh, in those places is great. They have money. They give you money, and they they want to listen to stand up. They could be fun. Boy, have you ever performed? Have you ever performed at a national park? I'm wondering if some of these people might be your you the people that you're performing for a lot of the time. <laughs> Bunch of animals. Uh, yeah, I think I probably there? have performed. I probably have performed at a national park. Have you heard about this this country song that's taken over the news cycle? This country song, it's called "Rich Men North of Richmond." It's by Oliver Anthony, and the title doesn't even rhyme. I'm not sure how it's how it's getting so much traction here, but have you heard this song? No, I haven't heard that song. You haven't it? heard the song? Unfortunately, I don't have a clip. I would have imagined that every, it seems everybody is talking about this song, but whether you're on one side or the other here, some people are a little stuck on this lyric. One of the lyrics say, I wish politicians would look out for minors and not just minors on an island somewhere. Ah, little Epstein. <laughs> it's a, a little bit. That's that's what I think he's referencing there. But it's t- it's interesting now that country music is kind of to pretending to lead the culture. It used to be rock music, of course, and then kind of more up to the modern times, it was rap and black music. And now we look in country music is supposedly leading the culture. I'm not sure if I'm with it, though. Do, can you even listen to it? Yeah, I'll listen to it. Sure. Why not? It's not for me. But that's just my opinion. I thought it'd be fun to kind of cover that story, but it's an interesting take there. I read an interesting story this week. California public school enrollment is down 3%, more than one-fourth of which is explained due to the young population decline. Maybe they'll have to change their state motto to the sunless state. (laughs) Yeah. Have you heard about this in California? Are you keeping up at all? A magnitude 5.1 earthquake in Ventura County 
shakes Southern California. Meanwhile, in the entire Southern part of California, there's also a tropical storm coming through and creating flash floods. Yes, Mexico is sending the storm, yeah. Mexico is having that same issue there. And back at the station, our program director, Sloan, he also does the afternoons, he always had this saying, he said, California, lands of fruits and nuts. And I always thought it was a little it was a little controversial. I wouldn't say that myself, but I certainly hope he's dropped it, at least for now. It wouldn't be very nice of him to continue to say. <laughs> Last story I had out of Georgia. It's nice that you like Georgia there, because we had a fun story. A woman in Georgia was fired at Lowe's after she tried to stop people from shoplifting, ending with the shoplifters also beating her up. Oh, wow. These shoplifters are some real lowlifes. And of course, that sound means it's time for our third and last game. And we have a fun game here, a classic, something we love to play on the radio, of course, because we get people calling in. This game is called American Statistics. So we're going to go over an American statistic, and we're going to give you A, B, C, and D, and you're going to have to fill in the blank of what statistic that's leading to. Are you ready to play, Elvis? American I'm Statistics. Ready. Perfect. Let's go ahead and jump into round one. This is the third most borrowed item. The third most borrowed item. Is it A, a phone? Is it B, jumper cables? Is it C, car? Or is it D, cash? This is the third most borrowed item. A phone, jumper cables, car, or cash? I'd have to say car. Oh, I'm sorry. The answer was the third most borrowed item, jumper cables. B, yeah. jumper cables. And I wonder what the first two are there. We could have done a little more research, but that's perfectly fine. Let's jump into round two here. 36% of Americans say that they do not want to see a picture posted of this from their friend's vacation. 36% of Americans do not want to see this picture from their friend's vacation. A, their children. B, views of nature. C, them trying to look sexy. Or D, the foods they ate. Children, views of nature, them trying to look sexy, or the foods they ate. What do you think that might be? Oh, man. I, them trying to look sexy. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these hot people. That's great. You're back in the game, and you've done so well on these games. That's right. 36% of Americans say they do not want to see a picture posted of their friends trying to look sexy. It's disgusting. We have one more round here. Do you like this game? Love it. Now, out of all the three games, which one do you think is your favorite? <laughs> Politician or Homeless. That's Politician or Homeless. We might have to bring that back. If anybody liked, like, anybody else liked those games, make sure you email me, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Round three of American Statistics. Four out of five men and one out of ten women have done this in their lives. Is it A, been in a band? Is it B, cheated on their partner? C, have skateboarded? Or D, watched all six Star Wars movies in a row? Been in a band, cheated, cheated have a skateboard, have skateboarded, or watched all six movies. You think that's cheated on their partner? Walk me through, what do you think that might be? 
cheated. That's my final answer, Regis. I'm sorry. Four out of ten men and one out of ten women have been in a band. Have you ever been in a band? No, I've cheated. I see. Well, you always got to wonder why they get to the answer that they do. That's great. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Elvis. It's been a lot of fun. It's a very, You're an interesting character, and you have a fascinating story, a, a very heroic story, some might say. ElvisComedy.com, do you have anything else that you want to say to our audience? Oh, keep supporting the show here, and thanks for having me, and uh, good luck to you. That's perfect. Thanks again, Elvis. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.